Welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Savio Rodriguez with Triance. I have the pleasure of speaking again with Shravan Kasarla, Chief Data Officer at Thrivent, on a very, very interesting topic of emerging technologies and its influence on data management and analytics strategies. Thanks again for speaking with me, Shravan. Thank you, Savio. Thanks for inviting me. We've been discussing the challenges, opportunities, and applications of emerging technologies like AI and machine learning, influencing data management and analytic strategies. As this gets more and more prominent, establishing and maintaining data quality standards across various data sources and systems become even more crucial. What is your strategy for establishing and maintaining data quality standards across various systems? Wow, I think I think that's a that's a loaded question, Savio. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for uh, bringing me back again. Uh, but let 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 me address that. I think uh, data quality is a, a a I think it's it's a bigger challenge. It's not it's not just one thing that you're talking about data quality. I mean, used to be that people considered data quality is, is the data accurate, right? It's it was the accuracy problem. But you and I know, being in the industry, that there are various dimensions to data quality. And oh, by the way, data quality is not just data offices or data officers or data organizations' responsibility. I think one approach that we can all agree, while each industry has a different take on the data quality, what data quality means and how it can be controlled, I think one thing we can all agree on is that data quality needs to be everybody's business. Right from the capture of that information, whether you're whether your sales organization or a, or a service organization or enablement organization, incorporating right type of uh, the more common sense validation and the controls right at the capture of the data itself. I think that's, that's, I think, one way to do it. Of course, having data stewards in each of the organizations and, and also around different data domains that will supplement that one. But I think it has to start from all the way to the left, I call it, from the capture, then processing time becomes more easier to make sense and connect the data, and then consumption becomes more trusted. So that's that's uh, that's the way that uh, I, I do see that. And uh, definitely, I mean, we have several ex examples to uh, innovate that in our purchase experience. We have been, purchase experience is a, a major initiative that uh, we have been reinforcing that right from and uh, providing some of the validations right um, right from the design itself and also with the cross-functional teams and uh, we are ensuring that the strong data quality is incorporated right from the beginning so that we can provide better experience and both both for the clients but as well as uh, enable advisors to do the same. No, it certainly was a loaded question, but thank you for so well. Uh, I don't think there is a straight answer there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think no, I'm, I'm sure if our users or our people who are watching this are expecting a silver bullet, I'm sure it's not. But one thing I say is having a, a data quality framework. I know some people don't like the word frameworks, but knowing how you're going to be, uh, what you're going to measure, what's important for data quality, because not everything around data is the most, not the same importance. So identifying what are those crown jewels and establishing a good quality routines, monitoring, and then also visibility. I think that's another way that I would add on to that long answer that I provided. Thank you. 
No, hundred percent. I think again, it's a loaded question, but thank you for simply, you know, so simplicity uh, putting it across uh, to the audience as well. And I think communication plays a very, very critical role. Um, the importance, you know, how uh, communicating data governance and data quality to the organization leadership, employees, as you rightly said, it is um, it's everyone's uh, uh, you know stake in the um, uh, is taken this. So, uh, is there anything uh, else from a communication standpoint? just getting the message across to the team um, that you think you'd like to share? Yeah, I, and again, this is another one that which is, which goes back to the uh, creating the data literacy or increasing the data IQ for the organization. I think I would like to use the word data IQ then literacy. Literacy says nobody knows what it is, but it's the, I think increasing the data acumen of the organization is going to be important. And you can only do that with uh, we, you can only do that when you start building in with an approach towards data quality as something which enables the data for better use, better understanding. I think a lot of times quality issues are not really quality issues because people don't understand the context or that definition for a particular term in their mind is different, and there is no common definition established. The most commonly used uh, uh, one says, client count what finance says and what sales says and what the uh, uh, service organization says might be completely different. It's not because data is inaccurate. It's about what they're considering who the client is. So that's a good example of putting the right type of definitions and the, let's call it more structure around the data, not structure in the sense of uh, I mean, technically, what structure you're putting it, but having that kind of a definition uh, and disc, I mean, uh, findability of the data, the moment that is uh, employed, I think that's that's in then then making it available if more through common usage. I think that's where the uh, the both that knowledge increase and the acumen increase. That's how I would communicate rather than here is a big list of the glossary that you need to read and understand to actually apply that uh, right from the uh, right from the delivery itself. No, thank you again, uh, Shravan, for sharing that. I love the word data IQ for the data literacy. I think uh, that is uh, so adapt and uh, relevant. Um, again, thanks for sharing uh, what you're doing uh, in that space. Um, I think we're almost out of time, but I would like to end on the topic um, you know, of maybe you could share an example of a data governance initiative that you implemented and uh, the results that you achieved. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I know that's a tough space to really, um, I think it's evolving, right? So with the data architectures changing, you need a modern approach to do data governance. I know we, I think in the past, in the 10 years ago, when we started last decade uh, ago, when we started this, we would always taken this to be that data governance means metadata management and governance process to say, what can you do with this data? What cannot you do with this data? So there was a different approach to that, right? What we started doing it is now the fact that we are building this common enterprise data foundation for everybody's use and self-service is actually at the helm of that. So. What we are trying to do is so we, we created what's called data governance playbook, which outlines what kind of a quality validations you need to include, 
what kind of a uh, definitions that you need to provide right from the time that you're building in the data and then part of the delivering of the data set when the data set is considered complete only when definitions and the validations have been provided so i think that's that's an example of how we are trying to now incorporate that one then the second is as i mentioned i think in the, the probably in our previous segment i might have uh, uh, alluded to that is instead of going from uh, here is the data domain like a client data domain or a products and services data domain and collecting all the data stewards and now going with let's define every term let's identify all the key terms and now let's start defining data standards around them let's start defining definitions around them let's start defining who can access and what uh, what can be accessed for what purpose while it's important we're not taking that approach the approach we're taking is through this playbook we are saying hey within this sprint or within this release what are you addressing now let's make sure that we apply the same principles of what's critical what's going to be having a material impact on our, our decision making or experiences to be delivered and then apply this playbook against those set of things that way you're still achieving the same purpose but it's in a longer duration of time but more importantly if you keep the duration aside you're now in time you're actually providing that now everybody's being data governance as a much better enabler, as opposed to, oh, data governance, we have to go through this process of uh, approvals and a lot of meetings. And it, I know, by the way, it's, uh, it's not the job of the data stewards to do. So that's that's the one example, it's the data governance playbook and more modernizing our data governance approach to match the uh, architectures and the new approach to data. No, thank you again for sharing all these insightful, you know, insights to our audience, uh, Shravan. It's look like looks like there's a lot of things on the plate, and you're doing some very very cool things at Thrivent. Uh, that's about all the time we have. Uh, I'd like to thank my guest Shravan Kasarla, Chief Data Officer at Thrivent, for joining me today. Thank you, thank you, Savio, and thank you, CDO Magazine, for giving us an opportunity to discuss our journey. And as I said, it's a journey. It's not just a destination. Thank you again. And please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews.